centuries. Darkness ruled over the world. The evil and the wicked reign supreme. But along came a podcast imbued with light, determined to serve, return, and fight for righteousness to establish Dharma in life. So it's clear from the start, I meditate every day And you'll be bending over backwards like your name's Emma Maidman For my entertainment, I tend to stray from the flock Stop, I'm the tenth of my kind like the letter J What? I'm not gonna lie like a doctor I'm gonna hell like a copter My outside is hard, my heart's like a cofter But softer, I'm off the Richter My predictor, world war before the new world order The shifter, collective consciousness and twister Disorder to lift up The whole world like a mystic is born in a twister Don't turn down like a twisty got caught in the mixer Return bound for the victory call This ain't a dream, this is history, y'all Don't sleep on us now We either rise or we fall We fought the keeping us down But the key to it all is that the power's inside Even the powers that be are the power of I Wow the boundless sound drowns the towns And turns the frowns upside down by the thousands We trade our bars and cars for pastures and cows And lounge round on the beach And teach our children to love the earth And prevent us from causing hurt to her And have a heart to heart And bring the art back And never listen to mumble rap Oh yes, hello Hello Emma Maidment I'm here. Emma's for m- Mother Maidment. Oh, yes, we've got a new one. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Coming. Um, so you are heavily pregnant, allegedly. I'm heavily pregnant. Um, either that or it's one of the greatest uh, conspiracies of 2020. <laughs> um, if, this isn't, if this is not real. The great bloat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so any day now you could pop. Any day I could You're pop. in the final trimester, I believe. Is yes. that a thing? Correct. All right, t- tell us about it. How has it been? This is your first pregnancy, this right? Is my first pregnancy. Um, you have uh, given birth to many things in this 2020 already, right? It's true. I've birthed flow states. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um, what is that again? Which is our online yoga, fitness, and meditation studio. Correct. Ten points. <laughs> Flowstatestudios.com. Yeah. And so people um, can do... Um, people can do live or on-demand yoga, fitness, meditation classes. Beautiful. On the platform. We have an extensive library mm-hmm. of on-demand classes. And, and we soon, have teachers from all over the world. All over the world. And soon to have Spiritual Tradies Cosmic Hatha. Apparently. It's, go- it's coming, 2021. Stay tuned. <laughs> people, it's going to crash your system. We've got to give the people what they want. The demand is going to crash the system. Um, if there's a blackout, you know, there's been a lot of conspiracies alleging that there's going to be a dark winter, um, some kind of, you know, internet server shutdown in the I world. I thought that was supposed to happen like six months ago. No, it's coming in the beginning of next year when they bring oh. the, the, when they, when they go to bring the vaccines in, they don't want people to talk about the adverse reactions. They're going to shut down the internet. Oh. But what's, what it, the real cause is the demand for my cosmic hatha that's on the flow state. Flow states breaks the internet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great. And so, um, Tyson Wen. Yes. Um, your your partner. Uh, uh, Do your listeners get all these nuances? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they know who Tyson Wen is because I podcasted him earlier. That's true. Yes. Um, and, uh, well, he did, uh, he impregnated you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happened. Yeah. And so, um, uh, the, you know, 
Um, we've got a good good catch, by the way. Um, give some compliments to Tyson Wen. Some solid jeans. He's a solid bloke. Um, and so, like, it's not, not not joking. Are you asking how it happened? Or? No. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to uh, pick up from where it all began. Right. Um, you were in Melbourne. I was in Melbourne. And you decided the world's going to end. Let's have a child. <laughs> That was exactly my logic. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So just in case um, we need to repopulate, let's begin now. Yep. Uh, before I'm the apocalypse. I'm very efficient. Yeah, that's yeah. very good. Very good. Very Virgo of me. And so you also tried to line it up particularly with the 21st of December and that the opening of the portal, the Uluru yep. portal is yep. what they, they call it. Is that the correct? The magic box. The magic box portal. That's yeah. a little bit graphic, but... Um, <laughs> so so uh, you, you, you were in Melbourne... Yep. The COVID came. Yep. Um, the great leader Dan Arn, um, he <laughs> had done an un, done an under. Uh, the great leader um, yep. allowed you to be locked in your own homes for a while. Yep. And you decided to create the flow states, um, which was obviously a good thing in, in retrospect, because instead of having to go and work for these other peasants, um, yoga <laughs> studios and stuff like that, you could just work for yourself, right? <laughs> be uh, <my> own <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be your own peasant, yeah. And then, um, obviously, then you decided to um, um, host the incarnation of Krishna uh, in your womb, <laughs> the next incarnation, the chosen child. And, well, so your timeline's a little off, but yeah. Okay, it's near or, near or there, yeah. here, neither here or, nor there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and then, and then you were like, uh, we can't, we can't, you know, as caring people bring a child into Melbourne, (laughs) (laughs) into this, into this communist dictatorship that has become Victoria. And so you fled, you became a refugee of the great state, the formerly great state, the Soviet Union of Victoria. And you became Byronites, I believe. Uh, I guess that's one perspective. Yes. On uh, what happened. We oh. actually conceived our baby before the COVID lockdown. Uh-huh. Very, that's super efficient. <laughs> <laughs> we were in Byron running a retreat Ooh. in March. Correct. And <laughs> I can verify that. <laughs> and um, we heard about COVID and people were posting on social media about toilet paper. Toilet paper. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? This is so weird. And we had our van because we had all of our retreat equipment and we drove, so we drove back down into Melbourne. And as soon as we got into Melbourne, it was like the clouds turned dark. Yeah, we were right. like, ooh, something doesn't feel good mm. here. Mm. And so we drove in and we'd, we'd wanted to move to Byron for a long time. And so we were like, maybe this is just, you know, a bit of an energetic reminder that we're not aligned with this city anymore and it's time to move. I don't know. But alas, it was the dark cloud of COVID-19. Yes. Um, and so within, I think, two weeks of being back, everything had pretty much shut down. So our livelihood had been taken away. Our retreats that we run had been obviously, well, at that point they weren't cancelled because I was still under the illusion that this will be over in like a month. People <laughs> won't, like, surely this is not a thing. Yeah. Denial. Yeah. Um. And Tyson was like, I think this might be a thing. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, everything just dissolved. And through that dissolution process, I went through a process of just burning everything down pretty much, mm-hmm. going into the the shadows of it all, yep. feeling sorry for myself for about 48 hours. And yep. then... It took, took you a lot quicker than me. I'm still going through that. Rose up like the phoenix <laughs> oh, from the <wow>. ashes. <laughs> 
and so went online. Efficient. Went online. You went and online. And we were lucky that we did that pretty much before any other yoga studio did. Mm-hmm. And we just quickly... Cornered the market. Which, I don't know. We spent a weekend building this website and trying to figure out booking systems. And yeah, we just were mm-hmm. in total creative mode and it worked. We have members from all over the world, which cool. is pretty cool. Mm. Um, and so we started running live classes from our living room. And then within a month, we hired our first teacher. Heidi came on board and she's still with us. And Heidi then, On your Heidi. Yeah. And then um, we just kept growing. And then it got to the point when we went about maybe like a month into that, we realized we were pregnant. Yes. And um, I then got hit with morning sickness ah. very very intensely mm-hmm. and was it confined to the morning no, or did it creep it's such a lie morning sickness <laughs> it's like all day fuck i want to die sickness like <laughs> there were so many times i shouldn't swear sorry there were so many times that tyson literally picked me up off the floor and i was like i can't do this like i was just i've never been so sick isn't in my it life. strange that you get that sick when you're less pregnant Exactly. Mm. And you just like, I was vomiting all day. I had migraines that lasted for like 24 hours. Like, Mm. oh, I couldn't eat anything. It was, you were just, I was just a shell of a human. And Mm. then that really took an effect. Did you get tested for COVID at that point? (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't have a runny nose. Right. Gotcha. So, you know, it's fine (laughs) in that department. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I was really, really sick. And actually, if you had no symptoms, that's one of the biggest symptoms of COVID. That's true. Yeah. Probably should have gotten tested. I I should get tested because I definitely have no symptoms. (laughs) (laughs) So that happened. And then Tyson had this feeling like there's a second lockdown coming. We need to go. Mm. And I was like, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? He's like, well, we wanted to move to Byron. All of our other plans this year have been canceled. We were going to move there kind of like October. Mm -hmm. Let's just go now. And I was still like totally incapacitated so i said to him like well, maybe let's just wait till the second trimester i hear that that's a lot better <laughs> <The promise laughs> google <lands. laughs> says that the second trimester for like 90 percent of people is much better mm-hmm. let's wait till i get there and then i can you know be organized and help move and he was like don't worry about it i'll do everything you just lay there and cut to what a man what a yeah. man what a man what a mighty good man seriously yeah and so yeah he organized someone to take over our apartment and the move and everything and we moved to byron like you drove up a week we drove up morning sickness and all yeah that was a bit touch and go because we had to take two cars (laughs) and i was coming out of it slowly but i was still not great and Mm -hmm. so we just took it very slow and stayed a few nights along the way and and whatnot had like yeah i think it took us like three or four nights to get up here and then Mm. um we got up here and a week later melbourne locked down like Full on lockdown. Yes. Where like we wouldn't have been able to get out without some kind of paperwork or something. So mm-hmm. I kind of was like, oh my God, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Um, because yeah, it would have been hard knowing that we wanted to leave and then not being able to leave. Yeah. So yeah, that was in flow. That was. And then we got up here and we found a house pretty effortlessly. That was again, just lovely flowed yes and then we got chickens you got chickens that's right there's four, four chickens. chickens yeah one of them's called lakshmi lakshmi one of yogananda. them yogananda is the boss or they both like yogananda's yogananda and lakshmi are like kind of going toe for toe for being head chicken uh, claw for claw claw for claw yeah to see who's and then the we boss. have uh celeste barber who's celeste barber i don't get celeste that reference. barber she's like the comedian 
Celeste Barber. Mm. She, she, that, is she young? She, no. uh, I mean, like, I feel like that's a really dangerous thing to comment on. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, is she like 20 something? Oh, no, no, no. She's oh. like, I don't know. I don't know Celeste Barber. I don't know no, why. she is. No. She's the lady that raised all that money for the bushfires. Still don't know. Is she Aussie? She's Australian. She's oh. a comedian. She's, I don't really know how else to describe Ma- you her. You know, we've got Magda Skibanksy. <laughs> She's not an actress though. She does. She does like Eliza stand up. Schlesinger is that one? That's a female comedian. She does yeah. like Ali she does Wong. like um, stand up comedy, and she's a, got like mm. a million bajillion followers on Instagram. And she does those. Just, she got like famous because she would take a photo of like a skinny model doing something, and then oh. she would parody the video, the photo. Oh yeah, she's a hater. <laughs> <laughs> and so you named the chicken after her. So we named the chicken after her, and, and the other one is Sonny Bill Williams. Naturally, a footy player, a football player, Sonny Bill Williams, who played for I think the Roosters. The Roosters. Yeah, so that's why that's he's, why he's chicken. now a chicken. Yeah. And obviously, Tyson Wen is a fan of the Roosters. He used to play for the Roosters. What? Mm. Played for the Roosters. I think it was like the team just below the famous team. Right. <laughs> Played, played First grade, for the what is that? Yeah, that's hardcore. Yeah, he was hardcore. Yeah, yeah, right. He has like all the things, like the jerseys and uh, the medals. That's why and... he's so solid. Yeah. You need to be solid when you're doing that gear. Yeah. 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 So he's a, it all makes a, sense now. Makes sense. Mm. Mm. So yeah, did hence he, the did name. Did injury rule him out? Uh, did he I retire believe so. of natural causes? He retired. <laughs> he had quite a few injuries. Yeah. Um, consistently. It's a tough go. It's... It's a rough sport. Yeah. I've put a hard no on it for the child. <laughs> for the child? Like, no, you're oh, not wow. playing that game. That you seems very terrifying. You don't get to choose, mum. You just have to surrender. I know. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, we have chickens. Yes. We moved up here. We're still running our online business and I am about to pop. Yes. A child. You're popped. Out you're of po- me. You're, you're, you're like popcorn in a... Stop it. Um, <laughs> you, you are... Um, you look very, very healthy and very, you know, very bright and full. What is there any kind of self-love techniques, any kind of um, things that you're doing for yourself to help stay in acupuncture, top shape? Acupuncture, acupuncture is, is my your number one weapon? recommendation for any pregnant lady. Really, acupuncture is the best thing ever, and herbs. And then I've been doing so in the third trimester. You start doing like labor prep, mm. which is where you do a whole bunch of weird stuff. Mm. So, um, how much do you miss Abby, by the way? Oh, I miss Abby. I miss her growling at me. Yeah. Cause the, I saw I'm, her in the first trimester. You normally see her every week. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I had her every week in the first trimester because acupuncture mm. can also help the pregnancy stick, as oh, they say. Okay. More chi, vitality. I mean, I'm sure I'm not explaining it yeah. well, but, you know, you know, good things happen. That's right. Uh, and she helped support my morning sickness and... Mm-hmm. Um, she supported it or she supported you <laughs> she supported me it. no wonder it was so strong <laughs> she supported me and then uh yeah i found another guy when i got up here oh, yes. he's been great mm-hmm. is that um graham, graham. yeah graham. See, i know who it is um, all over him. we can't advertise for uh, doctors on this podcast though so you have to find him yourself send emma dm <laughs> um so so you also as a meditation teacher myself um you know I've never been pregnant to meditate, but what's that like? Is it helpful? Uh, at the beginning, it was challenging to maintain my meditation practice because I was so sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so sitting just was with when you're incredibly nauseous and wanting to vomit. Yeah. was a lot of resistance. Like closing your eyes, <laughs> closing your eyes on, a, on a roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. Um, but 
Oh, I think it's another big tip for pregnancy is have a practice like meditation because your um, what's happening within your nervous system is directly impacting the baby. And they've done a lot of studies on this mm. um, through epigenetics about basically it can, you know, if you're super stressed throughout the pregnancy, it can have an impact on the child's behavioral um out in the womb, out of the world, sorry, out of the womb. In the world. In the world. Yes. (laughs) Um, And their developmental process, the way in which they are able to process stress, whether they're an anxious child, all those sorts of different things Mm -hmm. kind of get imprinted during pregnancy, which Mm. is why having um, some kind of practice during that time is so important that helps you Mm de-stress. You know, there's boosts I think the there's, immune system. There's no better, yeah, totally. And your immune system takes such a hit during pregnancy because mm. everything just goes to the baby. So mm. if Selfish. a cold or COVID comes along, <laughs> you know, like yeah, you're going down. So mm. things like meditation, things that basically help you manage the stress of pregnancy because your body's under so much stress. Mm-hmm. So it's literally growing a human, and all of your nutrients all of your iron stores is just like going to the baby. Yeah. And there comes a point when like the pregnancy, like it's like stuck when the fetus starts to form, mm-hmm. um, that your body kind of almost just disregards you and prefaces the baby. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, like, we'll give you the, the left, we'll give you the life. leftovers yeah. and we'll give the baby the good stuff. Yeah. So having some kind of practice that, um, supports you through that is very important. Mm, I like it. Yes. Hmm. And any other sneaky little tips that you have for us, maybe to be mothers out there? So I think definitely working with having a team. Mm. I have an amazing midwife, we have a private midwife, um, and she's been incredible. And then I've been lucky enough to work with a nutritionist and a naturopath just to support my, like what I was saying before about the depletion of minerals from your body. So my iron got really, really low and it was kind of borderline. I have to have an infusion. I didn't really want to do that. And Mm. then... I worked with this amazing lady, Shelly. Am I allowed to promote uh, (laughs) freedom wellness? Yes. And um, she got my iron stores. They tripled. Right. Got them back up. Maybe I should speak to Shelly. I also have some iron insufficiencies. Oh, she's, mate, Mm. she's all over it. Yeah. So having that support was great um, because it's so individual. And this is like why I don't really want to give like a blanket thing because every pregnancy is so different. Every woman is so different. Mm. Some people are sick the entire way through. Some people never get sick. Like, it, sorry, I just banged that. That's fine. Um, so it's you know it's finding what works for you. But I think some kind of practice that helps you manage stress is would be like the blanket advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now in the third trimester, I'm doing a bunch of like fun labor prep things. Yes. Um, Tell us about the labor. What's the plan for the labor? You're going to do it in a hospital. You're going to do it in a barn like Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it'll be on the 25th. It could be Jesus. It could be right here, right now. Don't do that. On this couch. On the podcast. You might be delivering. That'd be epic. (laughs) Uh, I like the way you said, I might be delivering. (laughs) Uh, Totally panicking and tall enticing. I'll be live streaming to Instagram. Anyone got any suggestions? (laughs) Question box time. Yeah. So what's the plan? Um, So we're planning a home birth. Oh, shit. Wait. Time out. You're planning a home birth. Yeah. How many times have you been told that's bad? Uh, many times. <laughs> I could not count them on one more. Whatever. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what analogy yeah. is. 
a lot of times, but that's what feels really right for us. And mm-hmm. we're obviously open to the birth going in whatever direction it needs to go in and just trusting that the baby's going Hopefully to Hopefully in, in the outward direction. The way that he wants to come into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but the environment that we've set up will be a water birth at home. So we have a birth pool mm-hmm. ready to go in our living room. Um, it's big enough for both of us. So yes. that's fun. Great. I still have something in my eye. I'm sorry. Mm. Um, so I'm just sitting here picking my eye. That's fine. Um, and yeah, we have an amazing um, midwife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is my eye gone all red? Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, we have this amazing midwife, Libby, mm-hmm. and she'll be there to support us throughout mm. the process from a medical perspective. And then we have Tyson and myself and a baby. Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, and so once the baby comes out, mm-hmm. um, where are you going to put it? <laughs> like when it, when you have a baby in a hospital, they put it in like a little box. Oh, no. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the baby ideally comes straight up onto the mother's chest. There's mm-hmm. a lot of research about skin on skin contact. Even if the baby needs to be resuscitated, they can still do that while it's on your skin. Mm-hmm. And so the mother's body temperature actually regulates the baby's body temperature as well. Mm-hmm. Helps it with its breathing. And obviously it's been hearing your heartbeat for the last nine however many months it's been nine to 10 months that it's been in utero. And so that sound as well is also very reassuring and calming. Should there be any medical intervention that needs to happen, Mm -hmm. but ideally baby just, you know, pops out effortlessly and slides on up to the chest. Yes. And then does a little army crawl, does a little army crawl to the boob. Yeah. Has a little feed and goes to sleep quietly (laughs) ever after. And the baby sleeps for eight hours every night. Great. (laughs) It's a great result. Talk to me in a month. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously um, you're going to have to self-vaccinate with, you know, what do they have to have? 182 vaccinations by the age of five minutes these days? Is that the situation? Um, Or is this a touchy subject? This is a touchy subject, but there, there are a lot. I can't remember the exact number, but it's like quadrupled probably since you were a baby. Mm. Yeah. And those, Um, those ones did enough damage to me. Let me tell you, I didn't need quadrupled what I got. I think the the vaccine topic is very heated. Mm. And I think that as a parent-to-be, you're just trying to make the decisions that feel right for you. Mm-hmm. And one thing um, my midwife said to me um, about, you know, because you have to make so many decisions, like how do you want a birth and what do you want this to be and what do you want that to be and what are your what's your ber- ideal birth plan and what are you totally saying no to, what would you be open to, like all these different scenarios. And she kind of said to me, she was like, well, this is, you know, this is parenting in the early stages is you have to make really hard choices on behalf of somebody else's life. And then Mm -hmm. you have to be able to live with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And that has really resonated with me throughout everything that we've done is like what you can't, uh, I mean, you can ask the baby to an extent, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) at the end of the day, you're making choices on their behalf until they get to a certain age when they make their own choices. Yes. You can't just be like, oh, well, the baby told me to. Yeah. And people have believed that, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I think for us, it's it's just something that I would say, like, just do your research. Yes. Research it. Feel into it. What feels right for you. What makes sense for you. I can't speak for you, Em. How are you both on this? What are you both on the same page of? Yeah. It must. Obviously, I'm assuming that Tyson, Wen, and you are on the same page, <laughs> right? 
And I, I think that's lovely. And I think that must be so tough for people who aren't on the same page and they yes. don't realize that until after they've already conceived and maybe even till weeks before the birth or even after the birth mm. where it's like, Hey, are we doing this thing? And it's like, of course we're doing this thing. And the other person's like, no way we're doing that thing. Yeah. And that's just like, you're already tired. You're exhausted. You've just had a baby, you know, yep. the bills are piling up, whatever. Yep. And then it's like, now we're going to fight about this. Yep. Yeah. And that happens a lot. Yeah. So we, we were sharing with our midwife, some of the conversations that we've been having as a couple, um, leading up to, birth whether mm-hmm. we're having a child whether that's vaccinations whether that's what schooling system that you're into or the parenting style that you want you know are you open to having the baby sleep in your bed are you a hard no do you you know mm-hmm. like all these things that do you use physical violence yeah are you are you a smacker mm. you know? <laughs> <laughs> came out really weird yeah <laughs> <laughs> But it's what it is. Are you um, an '80s parent? But, but you know what she was saying is is exactly what you just said. She said so many couples that she works with don't have these conversations when they're in a sleep um, abundance. Yes. And then the baby comes and they're sleep deprived and exhausted and adjusting to life with a newborn. And exactly, suddenly it's like, what do you mean you want them to go to a private school? I went to a public school. I prefer that system. Or like, I want a homeschool. What? And then mm. it becomes this. You know, well, you don't want to vaccinate or whatever. The I don't thing want to is. vaccinate. You do. It becomes this whole like, um, yeah, thing. Battle, little battle. <laughs> and you add a whole bunch of then stress and lack of sleep. And you've got and like, implodes. Parents and grandparents yeah. and. And that's the other thing that's very <laughs> interesting opinions. during pregnancy is everyone's opinions. Mm. You know, it, even random people on the street. It's like suddenly when you're pregnant, you become public property. Mm. Um, which is, you know, so many of my friends have have shared that people are like, they'll say things to them like, wow, are you sure you're not having twins? Mm. And it's like, would you ever just go up to someone on the street and be like, wow, you sure you just haven't eaten a giant burrito? Like, <laughs> you know, you sure you just came from the gym? Yeah. Like, you would never comment like that to someone. But when someone's pregnant, it's just like people lose any sense of like what is kind and they just yeah. say the first thing that comes into their head. Yeah. And then this person's like, well, obviously I'm not having twins, but thanks. Yeah. Thanks for, for calling that me I fat. look huge. Yeah. You know, like my, my experience was the opposite. I had a lot of people be like, are you, sh- are you, are you sure that you've had enough tests that that baby's growing properly? Right. And you're like, man, I'm not malnourishing this kid. He's like totally growing perfectly fine. I'm just a smaller human. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of, it kind of goes both ways. Yeah. And I just, my opinion on that is like, unless you are going to say to a pregnant mom, you're glowing or you look amazing or you look beautiful, mm-hmm. don't say anything. Just say, congratulations, have a great day and move on with your life. <laughs> yeah. Don't feel the need to comment on their weight, how they're carrying, you know. It looks a bit high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're really carrying in the back this time, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean you got a big ass? Uh, well, I mean. <laughs> Is that what they're trying to say? Yeah, it's like wow. people say the weirdest things and it's yeah. just. Yeah, I don't even know where it comes mm. from, but anyway, it just happens. Anyway, back to my topic. Um, obviously, that's what I wanted to talk about. I did some research, and they don't vaccinate tigers. And also, tigers don't have autism. Case closed. All right, <laughs> next topic. Um, that's all really, the research that I need. Tigers. Well, in the wild, who's vaccinating? Who's oh. out there vaccinating tigers? I was going to say, I feel like in a zoo, they, they have might. some kind yeah, of protocol or they something. They probably do in a zoo. But, you know, in the wild... You know, everyone, <laughs> you know, bad example, bad example. 
All right, moving on. We should wrap this up because yeah. you don't. You're too tired, and we don't want to um, fatigue you. In case I go into labour. Yeah, that's right. Imagine that. <laughs> Damn spiritual drainy. <laughs> no, it's and so you're you're you've got a window of opportunity here, um, where it could be the Uluru baby, the 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 sacred chosen one, as that portal opens on the twenty first. Is it twenty first? The twenty first. And yeah. the new moon. Yeah. Um, no, the new moon's on the 15th. Okay, so between the new moon and the full moon, um, or it could be on the full moon on Christmas Day, um, baby Jesus. The full moon could is. be baby Jesus. <laughs> Look, I'd feel, I feel... I don't want to put pressure on the baby. <laughs> There's so much pressure. He's going to come. The expectations are When high. he wants to come. Yes. Uh, my preference would not be to have a Christmas baby because I really love Christmas. Uh-huh. And I feel like that would be a really challenging time to give a child attention for their birthday. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, like, mum seems more excited about setting up the tree. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, I'd have to... Yeah, that then you've got, then you got to buy them all. two presents on the same day. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. yeah, it's like, this is your birthday present, this is your Christmas present. There's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And that's just really expensive in December that's right. because you've got like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. The baby will come when it comes. I mean, do you know only 4% of babies come on their due date? Well, that's that seems to be like the opposite of a due date, doesn't it? It's like so this some is the guy, least likely time the baby's going to be born. Some guy in the night in the 1800s, <laughs> men have a lot to answer for in terms of our birth. Yes. Culture. You know, this brings a good point. <laughs> the, the, the patriarchy, right? The patriarchy. Now, I've been listening <laughs> to people bitch about the patriarchy for a couple of years now. You're like, what are you going like, to say next? Where is this going? Where is this going? You're like half not breathing. <laughs> You're like, what's he going to say? anywhere. Like, and I'm like, okay. I finally, 2020, I'm like, all right, coming around to the idea, fuck the patriarchy, the, to the tyrannical government, we've got to stop listening to them. And then they say, wear a mask, and everyone's like, fuck the patriarchy, except for now, wear a mask and stay at home. It's like, isn't this the same patriarchy <laughs> that told you that you had to be in the kitchen last week? Oh, I see where you're going. Yes, yeah, right? That said there was no equality. And now they want you to be locked up in your house with a mask on. But everyone's like... But they're asking everyone to do that. Yes. So that's that's equality. Equality. (laughs) Equality of oppression. There's no discrimination. Wow. Mm. But the patriarchy, in terms of birth, have a lot to... (laughs) That's what you were talking about. Um, They have a lot to answer for. So, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Basically, some guy in the 1800s decided on the method of figuring out when babies were due mm-hmm. based on the f- day of the f- start of your cycle. Mm-hmm. I can imagine the barbaric methods. <laughs> well, obviously, when you're bleeding, you're not pregnant. Mm-hmm. So already it's like the math is flawed, in my opinion. But <laughs> And so I think it's kind of sad, though, because then it puts this pressure on women to, like, You've got to come on your due date and Mm -hmm. it's like a whole thing. But you might not have a 28-day cycle. You might have a 35-day cycle. Mm -hmm. So wouldn't it make more sense to look at each woman individually? So they don't don't base it off the conception date. They base it off the the cycle, your previous period. Yeah. Which is absurd. It makes no logical sense, right? No, it doesn't. I'm not a doctor. So maybe there's like some doctors out there that are like, well, based on blah, blah, blah. Well, with a strike rate of 4%. But the 4% things like... So yeah, yeah, I think it can be... And I think mentally as well, 
you get then fixated on this date and that's why I've, you know, don't tell people like the exact date or whatever I'll say. It's mm-hmm. like a due month or it's around this time. Mm-hmm. Um, because then also you, your phone's blowing up on that day. Like, oh my gosh, are you in labor yet? Like, what's going on? <laughs> tell us everything. And there's then this pressure. And when you're stressed and trying to force a baby to come out, it's like, well, who wants to come into that world? Yeah. You know, babies, babies want to come into a world that feels like warm and fuzzy and like mm. full of love and happiness. Through surrender. Exactly. And, and openness. They're not coming in if you're like, get out of me now. So <laughs> it's, it's the, it's the weirdest thing though, because you, you know, in these last final weeks, I'm like walking around going, this could technically happen at any time. I mean, anytime I think from like 37, 38 weeks, you mm-hmm. can, you could have a baby and it's considered full term. Um, but you also have no control over when. So you kind of like, you know, like we have dinner reservations on Sunday night and a friend of ours has predicted that that the 15th will be the mm. day the baby comes. And I was like, oh, I guess that means we could still go out for dinner because that's like <laughs> two days before and I really want to go to that restaurant. <laughs> but, you know, you kind of, you make plans with people and you're like, mm. look, we may or may not be there because yeah. you really have no idea what's what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, and that's... I guess a great metaphor for life because that is what life is. Mm -hmm. And that is what this year has shown so many people is that Mm -hmm. you actually do have no idea what's going to happen. You have zero control over anything. Yes. Control is an illusion. Yes. And it's, which is is the only thing you have really is choice, mm -hmm. which, which is why I I get upset when the government tries to take it away. (laughs) Well, you just choose to respond. Yes. In each moment. Yes. Hmm. Anyway, back to, (laughs) yes, we're not in control. And we could go out for dinner and have a baby. That's what we're trying to say here, folks. This could happen to you tomorrow. This could happen to you in a restaurant That's in Byron right. Bay. Exactly. Um, but you just, you kind of have to just go with what it. What restaurant are you going to go to? Uh, so one of our amazing students on Flow State's studios mm. surprised us with a restaurant voucher. Wow. For beaches at Byron, oh. the place on the beach, obviously, right <laughs> in the past. <laughs> they, didn't um, put, they didn't put it in the forest? Yeah. Just to throw people it's like off. on the beach, mm. veranda, balcony, like yeah. Sunset they, they get kind a, of vibe. a three, a, a three, three deal, three meal deal for tradie in there as well. <laughs> no, this is our ring. Yeah, no, we're already a three. Oh, that's right. Um, so fourth, fourth that meal. was yeah, really nice. But because if you have to book everything now, mm-hmm. I couldn't get a reservation until kind of very close to D Day. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh well, I guess we maybe hopefully end up eating a delicious dinner Mm. (laughs) (laughs) or not who knows anything's possible just completely surrendered yeah well this has been a fun catch up (laughs) i feel like i've really grown up on this podcast i know right the people are following you like emma maidment this is your life (laughs) um from the weather girl yeah (laughs) back in the day hi (laughs) hi here i am where it's already raining yes and um I think you're very close to being one of the most podcasted guests on this <laughs> podcast. You're up to like six or seven episodes so wow. far. Wow, so, I yeah. should just um, make it the Emma Maidman show. It's pretty much between you and Samara, Ryan, the spiritual oh, yeah. bogan. Um, you guys are neck and neck. <laughs> um, but yeah. Well, I'll just one-up them and bring the baby in. That's right. Next time. And we'll do a background. That's, we'll do a live with crying. the camera on and we can see a cute baby. But yeah, it's been good to um, chat with you. 
and to do a podcast in real life and yeah. not on the bloody Zoom because it does my head in, and glitching and dropping out all the time. And the sound is just so much better. Yeah, it's just so much better just to be yeah. able to talk to someone without having to... The mantra of 2020. Wait until they... Am I on mute? Can you hear me? Wait, no, I can't... Finish no, no, talking. You, can you hear me? Sorry, you dropped out for a bit there. You're on can mute. You say... You're on... Unmute yourself, you Karen. You dropped out. Can you say it, Karen? <laughs> thing that happened this year the karen karen from brighton yeah yeah she escaped to darwin i think i know but you wouldn't like how it's so it's like again you're not supposed to bully anymore and then they <laughs> are picking on karen's you know what karen has been a thing in the yoga meme world for much longer than mm. 2020 <laughs> it just went mainstream this it year. just became mainstream this year it just it's made right. it onto channel seven and suddenly it's a thing yeah um and so what's the future predictions for M-Maidment going forward? What do you see for the world in 2021? Well, I'm very optimistic. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I like to see the period that we're going into, this age of Aquarius that we've stepped into mm-hmm. as an opportunity for light to rise. Great. And for people to awaken to the truth of mm-hmm. who they are. What is what, that, though? And what they are. Yes. Well, they have to awaken to that. Yes. Um, <laughs> And for there to be a powerful shift in humanity. And I know that it will happen, whether it happens in a way that we think is good or bad based on our current conditioning. Preferences. In preferences is irrelevant. Mm -hmm. But we can't keep going on the way that we have been. Mm. And so, you know, one question that's come up a lot so much more so in my second trimester of kind of like how you started this podcast of like, yeah, this, the world's ending, let's have a baby. Um, (laughs) and I know a lot of other parents have that kind of concern around climate change and overpopulation. And then what are we doing having a baby and all these kinds of things. And I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm more of the belief of the soul chooses to come in and it chooses its parents and it's not really within your control. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's actually really hard to get pregnant when you think about the odds of, the sperm and the egg meeting at the perfect time of the month to, you know, it's like, again, it's like a small percentage window that you have. So it's really a miracle. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, I, I just think that it happens because a soul is coming in to fulfill their Dharma and their um, contribution, their story, whatever it is. So that's kind of given me, I guess the ability to step back and be like, it's not about you. Like whilst it is me that it's coming through it's also a soul on, on its own journey that I'm, I don't own. It's not my baby. It's mm-hmm. just something that I get to guide and be a part of. <laughs> yep. And that karmically has some link with Tyson and myself, obviously. And it's all, oops, it's all just a beautiful story that's playing out. And mm-hmm. I think when you release that attachment to the relative world and just be able to see things from a bigger picture, it takes away that anxiety of like, What's going to happen in the future? Because mm. nobody knows. Nobody, I mean, well, actually, that's a lie. People did predict <laughs> that this was going to happen. <laughs> but nobody really believed that this was what, what we're living through now would ever happen. Mm-hmm. And if you had have said to someone, you know, a few years ago, oh, yeah, there's going to be, you're going to be locked in your house and you won't be able to travel. People are like, what do you mean? I travel every week. Like, that's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it happened overnight. Mm-hmm. So I think that you kind of are shown that, you, you can't really predict or plan or for anything. You can just keep following what feels charming in that moment, move in the direction and, and, and kind of trust that it's all playing out exactly as it should. Yes. Very good. I like it. It's a good prediction. Very open-ended. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's particular. Just that the, the universe will keep evolving. 
Yeah. Yeah. And on a side note, so whatever does. I always think about um, the Davers, right? Like you've mm. got like um, Shiva mm. and he has a vehicle, which mm. is Nandi the bull, right? So mm-hmm. Shiva got the bull. Vishnu, um, he has the eagle, mm-hmm. right? How come none of them have dinosaurs? Because, <laughs> you know, it's a very, like, seems selfish of us to assume that their their vehicles would only be the kind of animals that are around now yeah because surely dinosaurs like you imagine Lakshmi Mm. on a brontosaurus how kick-ass would that be you know (laughs) (laughs) or Um, or, or Saraswati on a triceratops with a vena it could be that the dinosaurs weren't around Mm. then Mm. or that people's interpretation of a dinosaur suddenly became (laughs) an ox or something Uh uh-huh I don't know right Mm. Just just to <laughs> the celestial realm of bit that's beyond time, they would have access to the dinosaurs still. I feel like they would definitely choose that. Anyway. Maybe um, dinosaurs and deities don't get along. Maybe that's what happened. That's why they're dead. Maybe that's why they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you guys are out. You're yeah. eating way too many plants. Yes. <laughs> You're too big. Yeah, carbon. There's too much too carbon. Too much carbon. Emission. Too yeah. much poop. Yeah. Gotta go. That's right. Wow, the things we get into on this podcast. Wow, yeah, yeah it really took a turn. Um, so, uh, from on behalf of me and all of your loyal listeners on the Spiritual Trady Podcast, um, we want to wish you um, a smooth, um, flowing delivery. Thank you. And a happy landing for Bubba <laughs> and introduction into the 3D reality yeah. um, that is the planet of Earth. And yeah, and just really wish you the best and send lots of love, like all the love vibes in your direction and for Tyson Wen as well in, into that bath. Thank bath, you. The bath of love. The bath of love. Yeah. The pool of love. Yeah. Thank and, you. And um, Merry Christmas as well. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Are you even allowed to say that anymore? Uh, I'll tell you what. Oh. <laughs> Happy holidays. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to say ha 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 instead of ho ho ho. Yeah. Thou shalt tell me what to say. <laughs> Merry Christmas, happy yes. New Year. Jay Gurudev. <laughs> That's the way we became the trainee bunch. Bunch. <laughs>